Welcome to Faith Westwood. My name is Holly Timberlake. I'm the Director of Adult and Family Discipleship. We are so happy that you are here. You may be joining us on Facebook, online, or at our in-person worship. However you choose to join us, we're just so glad you're here, and we want to make sure that you know you are a part of the Faith Westwood family. Today during worship, we will have music and a children's message, and Pastor Steve will have a message on what does this church smell like. Please continue to be in a spirit of worship.
Good morning, boys and girls. Miss Leah here. If you're here with us today in worship, I'm so excited to see you. Hi. And if you're joining us online, I'm so glad you could be here today, too. Remember that no matter where you're watching this from, online or here in worship, you are exactly where God wants you to be. Have you ever woken up on a weekend morning and the delicious smells of your favorite breakfast are filling the house? That's the best, isn't it? It makes you want to get up quickly and go check it out and see how soon it'll be ready to eat, right? Our sense of smell is very powerful and we can smell good things. We can also smell bad things too. What are some of your favorite things to smell or favorite aromas? Is it a food, a place, or a person? And smells or aromas can bring back lots of great memories too. I love the smell of our canvas tent that we used to use when I was a kid and we'd go camping. So when I smell that now, it brings back all those awesome memories of camping with my family. Aromas or scents or smells can make us want to stay in a place and find out where it's coming from and what it is, or they can also make us want to clear out a room too. Jesus wants us to be that aroma or smell for other people by the way we share his love and by the way we live for him. It should be an aroma or smell that is so inviting that others want to come in and see what it's all about. And then it will create good memories for them too of how we share the love of Jesus. Today before church, I popped some popcorn. Did you smell it when you were coming in? Maybe you can even still smell it. I know it's kind of hard to smell through a mask though. But did you know that normally that one little tiny bag of popcorn, the smell could fill this entire room. That's how powerful our sense of smell is. But you know what? Jesus's love is even more powerful than that. So how can you share the love of Jesus by being that inviting aroma or smell to others today. Now I wanna sneak you in to the Pete and Repeat Show studio and let's check out what's going on in there. Here's an inside look at the Pete and Repeat Show studio. This is where they film their weekly shows. And to see that, the latest episode, you can go to the Faith at Home page at faithwestwood.com or you can go to the links that came out in the email this morning from me. Also, if you're in worship today, don't forget to pull out that I Spy activity page and check out all the things in the worship center. And if you're online, you can go and find that page in the email that I sent out this morning too. And you can look throughout the Pete and Repeat show this week to find those items. So until next week, may the Lord bless you and always smile upon you. And all God's kids said, Amen. I love you all. Bye.
This morning's scripture reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with the 14th verse. But thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are an aroma that brings death, to the other an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? Unlike so many, we do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everybody. Before I get into the message, I want to say how much I appreciate how we all protect each other from the coronavirus. You know, we do that in worship, in small groups, in our meetings, in student ministry. And uh, it's one of the reasons I'm proud of this church. And even though COVID has disrupted our lives here in Omaha, uh, we, we have lots of reasons to be thankful. I'm thankful that we have so far, we've never maxed out our Omaha hospitals. I'm thankful that mask wearing has become common practice, in part due to the uh, mandate. I'm thankful that school openings didn't result in a huge outbreak. And I'm thankful that doctors have learned a lot about how to fight the coronavirus, which means that the death rate has gone down. Did you know, uh, you know where the hotspot in Nebraska is right now for the virus? Saunders County, where I grew up. Now, I can't verify this, but I have heard that a few weeks ago there was a wedding in Wahoo where the groom was sick and then a bunch of people got infected. And also the nursing home in Ashland, I have it from a good source that uh, 25 residents have tested positive along with seven staff. So we are not home free on this thing. One of my fears about the pandemic is that it will wear us down and we'll get tired of putting up with all the precautions, especially I think it's going to get harder with winter coming along. Did you know that since the pandemic arrived, um, you know, in the last six months here, 191 people in Douglas County have died from COVID. And that could represent a 9% increase in deaths. I don't know about you, but a 9% increase seems significant to me. And if we had not taken precautions, who knows how much higher it would have been. So what we have to do now is hold on. We have to persevere. We have to stay the course. And I think that means we have to pray a lot. Pray for wisdom. Pray for patience. 
Pray to trust God when, when we get frustrated with it all. Through Christ, we have huge resources available to us. That's how we find the strength to persevere. Prayer is powerful. So let's pray. Lord God, hear our, hear our cry. This virus has totally disrupted our lives, and, and we don't like it. We're tired of it. We're tired of keeping distances. We're tired of wearing masks. We miss being with our friends. We miss our church the way it used to be. Hear our cry, O Lord. And yet, O God, you are the source of all wisdom. Jesus, you are the wisdom of God. Come to us in person. Keep us from falling to our foolish impulses. Keep us sane. Give us patience and perseverance in the pandemic. For as long as it takes, we pray in our Savior's name. Amen. Let's say you're picking out a daycare for your child. You're, you're really going to pay attention to your nose, aren't you? If the place doesn't smell clean, you're probably not going to send your kid there. That's the literal smell test. And sometimes we, we talk, we use the term smell test metaphorically when we mean um, having an instinctive gut reaction. About 15 years ago, I went to an urgent care clinic. One of the many times I've cut my finger in the kitchen. <laughs> and I noticed that the guy assisting the doctor was wearing gloves. I thought, well, that's good. And then I noticed he came in and out of the room, touched the doorknobs, touched everything, and helped me wearing those same gloves. I thought, not so good. And I wonder, how many other shortcuts do they take at this place? As, as far as I was concerned, it did not pass the test. Last month, I, I picked up lunch at a drive-thru. I've never had an order messed up so badly before. Everything was wrong in some way. They, they didn't even give me a fork for my coleslaw. Do you know how hard it is to eat coleslaw without a utensil? And it made me wonder if I could trust this place to safely cook my food. Now, the assistant at the urgent care facility and the, and the person who bagged my lunch probably thought they were doing just fine. But in my book, they didn't pass the test. You know, the same kind of thing happens in churches. Once we've been at a church a few years, we become blind to how a new person would, re would react. I know in the past, uh, Jen Robinson has recruited a few people to come and visit here and give us feedback. I mean, how else are we going to know what it's like to be a newcomer unless we ask? Because on our own, we can't tell. And I wonder, does Faith Westwood pass the smell test? You know, I think here are a few things that a new person is sniffing for. Do these people seem clickish? What do they have for my kids? Do they make new people feel welcome? Do they show the community they care? Do they keep this place clean, especially the restrooms? Does it connect the Bible with my life? And does worship bring me into the presence of God? 
You know, this fall we're going through the Apostle Paul's second letter to the Corinthians in a series called Be Weak, Be Strong, Belong. Earlier, Paul spent a year and a half in Corinth telling people about Jesus, teaching them how to follow the Lord. Sometime after he leaves Corinth, though, some of the believers decide, man, maybe Paul's not good enough for us anymore. Some new preachers have shown up, and, and they're more entertaining, and they're more dynamic, and, and they have a commanding presence. And they tell the Corinthians they should ditch Paul and join them. I can imagine these new preachers saying, Paul, he's a wimp. He's a loser. You deserve a winner like me. Paul writes back and tells the Corinthians not to be taken in by this. Looking like a winner is not what real ministry looks is about. And then he gives us a picture of what genuine ministry does look like. He borrows the image of a Roman general just returned from defeating the empire's far-off foes. The general rides into Rome um, on a ceremonial chariot leading a great procession. He's dressed in royal-looking robes, and people go before him spreading incense to enhance the ceremony. The general is followed by his soldiers who are under his command, and behind them are prisoners of war. This is the image Paul borrows here at the end of chapter 2. Before, before we look at it, I, I want to clue you in, though, to a quirk about this letter. Sometimes when addressing a crowd, speakers will use uh, the inclusive we. I do that. Uh, when I say we, I'm including all of us. But in this letter, most of the time at least, Paul, when Paul says we, it, it's not the inclusive we. He's not including the Corinthians. He means we apostles along with his associates in ministry, people like Timothy and Titus, Priscilla and Aquila. When he says, we and us, he's not including the Corinthians. He's not including them. They are you Corinthians. So with that in mind, let's look at verse 14. But thanks be to God, Paul likes to use this phrase when he's ready to introduce something big, Thanks be to God, who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. So he's saying that we apostles are not like conquering generals. That's not, that's not what leadership looks like in the kingdom of God. He says that we apostles are like captives in Christ's triumphal procession. We are conquered by his love. Paul says that we apostles are not only like the captives in the procession, we're also like the ones who carry the incense and spread the aroma. And he says that the aroma we spread is telling people about Jesus. Everywhere we go, we spread the knowledge of Christ. We spread it out not only in words, but by how we live our lives. Every year on Palm Sunday, we remember Jesus coming into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, leading a great procession. And sometimes we call that the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. But Jesus' real triumphal procession came five days later when he carried his cross 
through the city and up to Execution Hill. On that day, Jesus showed us something about what it means to be in ministry for him. It's not about looking like a success by the world's standards. It's about sacrifice. It's not about presenting an image of power. It's about taking the role of a servant. That's the aroma of Christ. Verse 15 takes it further. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ for those who are being saved and those who are perishing. I take that to mean that Paul's measure of success is not in getting every single person saved or he's a failure. Sure, he wants everybody to believe and be saved, but at the end of the day, that's not how the Lord will evaluate him. What Jesus wants to know is this, Paul, did you not only tell them about me, did you demonstrate me? Did you live it? Did you make it real? The Lord says, some people will listen and be saved, and some will not. That's not up to you. Paul, what I need you to do is be faithful, to be the pleasing aroma. In verse 16, Paul continues his aroma metaphor. To the one, we are an aroma that brings death. To the other, an aroma that brings life. And who is equal to such a task? You know, some people will be attracted to Jesus and believe. Some will be turned off. They'll reject him. Paul says his, pur his purpose is to represent Jesus. And that is a huge calling, isn't it? No wonder he asks, who is equal to such a task? You know, I feel that way sometimes, don't you? I'm called to be so much like Jesus that, that I give off a whiff of him wherever I go. I mean, talk about setting the bar high. Am I equal to such a task? And, and what about this church? What about Faith Westwood? Are we the kind of community where people get a whiff of Jesus? Do we spread the aroma of Christ? If I were looking for a church, and you know I've thought about it, someday when I retire, I will be looking for a church. And the most important question I'm going to ask will not be how many attend here, how big is it, how awesome is the music, how gifted is the preacher. The big question is, does this church smell like Jesus? Does this church smell like Jesus? Does it give off the aroma of Christ? Does it pass the smell test? Now, I think some churches don't. Some churches stink. They're either judgmental or they believe and accept anything. Neither one smells like Jesus. They're either full of consumer Christians who want a great product whenever they show up or they're full of people who fight and argue because they want to run the place. Neither one smells like Jesus. They either treat the Bible like a, a book of magic spells, or they, they, they see it as a collection of antiquated myths. Neither one smells like Jesus. Now, it's not my job to condemn other churches. My job is to lead this church to be faithful. I remember one time a young guy... Um, came here to Faith Westwood a few times with his girlfriend who had already been attending here. 
He said that when he lived in another state, he started going to a really great church with some of his friends. And as he told me about it, he, he called it a wow church. And I thought, I, I'm not quite sure what he means by a wow church. Maybe he meant that the, the pastor was a spellbinding speaker and everyone was just enthralled. Or maybe he meant that they had a massive stage with an impressive light show and music like a rock concert. Or maybe he meant that he saw a lot of attractive young women there. I don't know what he meant uh, when he said that it was a wow church. You know, I'm not so concerned whether somebody will call Faith Westwood a wow church. I think uh, we do some wow things. We've seen some wow moments. But I don't want us to be the kind of church that's always trying to sensationalize everything we do. Yes, we celebrate what God's doing. We thank Him for it. But I don't want to be one of those churches where we're always patting ourselves on the back instead of praising the God who saved us. Are we a wow church? You know, I think that's the wrong question. The question to ask is, does this church smell like Jesus? And then we come to verse 17, which some scholars point to as the key verse in the entire book. Everything is uh, either is supporting this statement. It says, unlike so many, we, meaning we apostles, do not peddle the word of God for profit. On the contrary, in Christ, we speak before God with sincerity as those sent from God. And here I think we find the most important key to the smell test. Are we selfish or sincere? When people come here, uh, are we glad they came for our own selfish reasons? Because we want our church to grow. Uh, because we want more money. Most people will figure out if we're sincere or not, especially young people. They're not necessarily looking for a, a hip church or a cool church. They want a church that's real, where the people are real. They want a church where the sincerity comes through, where it's just part of who this church is every day. Are we selfish or sincere? Does this church smell like Jesus? I hope they say we do. Let's pray, shall we? Oh God, when I think about whether my life spreads the aroma of Christ, I confess I don't know if I'm up for it. Jesus, I'm not sure if people around me will get a whiff of you. So help me, Lord. Make me your captive. Conquer my heart with your love. Transform me inside and outside until I represent you in all I do and say. And, and, and dear God, bless Faith Westwood that together we will spread the aroma of Christ by our generosity, our service, our, our sincerity. And we pray for our community that many will recognize the aroma of life and be saved. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen.
Lord, help us to be a sweet aroma to the world around us. Thank you so much for being with us in worship today. We are so glad that you are here. Please remember that you can go to faithwestwood.com forward slash service to fill out a connection card, give us your prayer request, give to the 2020 vision. Our mission offering today is for Bless Friends. This is a great fund because it gives us the opportunity to give financially to people that do not have a church right now. And it is just such a joy to be able to bless um, people in our community that have a financial need. We will be together here in seven days. Um, during this week, we encourage you to connect with God and to connect with one another.